Hi there, and welcome to the Positively Disney Podcast. I'm Kimberly Bouchard, your host of the Positively Disney Show and the author of the Positively Disney book series. Thank you for joining me tonight, stopping by, and uh, I hope that you enjoy this man as much as I have enjoyed speaking with him already. Tom Nabby is going to be our guest in just a short little while, and he has got an incredible story. Probably need him on 10 shows to get his complete story. But at any rate, I want to thank my sponsor, Michelle McKeown, over at Ears of Experience. Well, she will put together an amazing vacation with you. You will have texting privileges with her while you're on vacation, wherever it is in the world that you may be. As well, if you want to have a special event at Disney or a wedding, you can reach out to her all about that too. So you can reach her at mmckeown at themouseexperts.com. Like anybody that is uh, participating live tonight, I will do my best to ask a question. If you do have one, as you know how it works, usually when I have guests on the show, I want to share with you a little bit about what happened on this date, April 9th, uh, in the Disney universe. Did you know that in 2005, that Space Mountain was launched in uh, Disneyland Paris? And actually, that is the favorite Space Mountain roller coaster of my kids. They actually told me, because I didn't go on that one. I've been on the one at Walt Disney World and Disney Lab, but I wouldn't go on that one. Uh, and they said that it actually has uh, two loops in it. And one thing that I just learned tonight, that they actually stopped a little bit before they had to stop, that the, the, the ride stopped, and they had to be sort of pushed into uh, their launch uh, area. So I, I just found that out tonight. That that was several years ago. Um, I also want to share with you that it was actually, so 56 weeks ago tonight, Jeff writes the uh, world record holder for consecutive uh, Disneyland visits finished at 2,995. That was 56 weeks ago tonight because of, of course, the, the pandemic. But I had the good fortune to spend a little bit of time with him on his 2,790th visit. And it was actually in 2012 that he went through the turnstiles with his friend for the 100th time today. So that's kind of, I thought, very interesting that there was, uh, you know, 2,895 days apart from his first, uh, from the 100th uh, one to, to today's in, in the big scheme of things, 56 weeks ago. Uh, you know, I don't know about you guys, but... Uh, I have wanted to go back in time just for a day on certain occasions so that I could actually meet Walt Disney or I could go to the opening of Disneyland. Wouldn't that be cool? I don't know if you guys have ever thought about that going back in time. Well, you know what? In um, 2003, it was April 9th, 2003, that Mark Davis, one of the nine old men that actually was part of uh, Peter Pan, he drew Tinkerbell and uh, got to know Margaret Carey very well because he was the one that was drawing her and filming her positions for uh, the Peter Pan film. But anyways, he was giving a special talk all about uh, Frank Thomas and Ollie Johnson 
today, uh, April 9th in 2003. And I would have loved to have been in that audience for that lecture to be in the presence of three of the nine old men. Wouldn't that have been cool? Um, just want to say hi to the Facebook folks out there and hi out there to my YouTube followers. Hi, Francisco. It's good to see you. And uh, nice that you could join us all the way from Colombia. So, those are kind of things that I was thinking about today in this sort of historical day, which actually there is a lot going on. Another thing that I was very fortunate to do, I don't know, one of my trips to California was to visit the El, Capi, visit the El Capitan Theater uh, in Los Angeles. And it's a beautiful structure inside. I, I could only peek my head in, but I did go to pick up some Disney treats to bring back home to my family. But at any rate, it's very ornate, very old style theater where they have many of the premieres. And uh, it was this day, April 9th in 2002, that Los Angeles deemed the El Capitan Theater, of course, owned by Disney, as a historical landmark. So you don't have to worry about any anything happening to it, um, except for, I guess, natural disasters, but uh, you don't have to worry about it going away. And it's right beside um, the high school that John Ritter attended. I can't remember the name of it. Hollywood High School, maybe? I'm not sure, but I saw his big uh, picture on the mural of the wall of the school. And uh, so I just uh, thought I'd share with you a little bit about that history. Uh, we're going to get Tom on the phone right away here because I've, I've got a lot of questions for him and some questions that I I don't think he's been asked before. So I'm looking forward to, to getting him on the line here. And he is, uh, I think, the last person to be hired by Walt Disney himself that is around. So... Hi, Tom. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing fine. Great. Can you hear me all right? Can you hear me okay, Tom? Yes. Okay, perfect. Thank you so much for being on the show tonight. It's uh, really exciting to have you on. And and I, I've got a lot. We, we have a lot to chat about. So I thought we better get into this. But for the audience out there, uh, Tom is an incredible guy, first of all. But he knew what he wanted to do at a very, very young age. Now, Tom... You told Santa when, I don't know, when you're about five years old, I think, that he could have his candy canes because you wanted to make sure that, um, I think that maybe Santa to have a part in uh, having you work for Walt Disney. Uh, and and can you tell us, how did you come up with that? I mean, that's a very interesting thing to ask Santa for. Well, Kim, that's really that's tw uh, 2020 hindsight. Oh, uh, you know, <laughs> that that photo has been around, and a lot of people sort of said, "You know, what did you ask you know, Santa for?" And I I basically told them that I you know asked Santa for a job at Disneyland, but you know that was just a uh, a filler because of the the photo okay okay because i thought wow that's incredible but funnily enough uh it was it was not that long after that you actually worked at disney right 
Well, about five years later. Yeah. I'm 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 around five five years old when I'm sitting there talking with Santa, and I didn't go to work uh, in uh, as Tom Sawyer uh, until I was thirteen. Uh, but I started as a newspaper boy at twelve. Okay, and now you uh, were now. Where did you sell the newspapers, Tom? Because there was something about you being near the Disneyland Park, right? Or yeah, what they had is they they had a a, a publication called the Disneyland News. Okay, and uh, that was before they had any guidebooks or anything like that. The Disneyland News was a monthly publication, uh, and that pretty much told a little bit of the history of Disneyland, a little bit of coming events, uh, and gave the uh, uh, lessees at Disneyland the opportunity uh, to advertise their products. Okay. Uh, and it sold it sold for $0.10 cents a copy, mm. and I get $0.03 cents for every copy I, I sold. Okay. Uh, and... And uh, Joe and Ray Ahmet uh, were the lessees that had the Castle News operation, uh, which in turn uh, sold the, the Disneyland News. Plus, uh, they would put your your name or whatever you wanted in the headline mm -hmm. of the paper. Uh, and, and they had a little shop there on Main Street uh, uh, next to the opera house. Oh, that is amazing that you were right there when, I mean, at the beginning, actually you were even in the park before it even opened, right? Well, yeah, we, uh, a lot of the neighborhood kids would go over, uh, to the pony farm and, uh, we, we rode the mules, uh, around to break them in. Uh, before they were uh, out to the guests to ride, mm. so uh, we were we we were sort of like live sandbags <laughs> uh, testing testing the mules. <laughs> what a fun what a fun thing to do! I remember uh, those. I mean, it was years years later that that they had them. You know, you I remembered those po the pony rides, and how cool is that that you got to to do that? Now you were hired by the man himself to be Tom Sawyer. How did that come into being? Well, I was uh, I was selling newspapers in the park. Uh, in, in, uh, somewhere after that first summer, uh, somebody mentioned to me that uh, Walt had, had said he was going to build Tom Sawyer's Island on the rivers of America. And that you look just like Tom Sawyer, you should ask Walt for a job. And I thought that was one heck of an idea. And Walt was in the park quite frequently. He'd come down on uh, Friday afternoon uh, and spend the the weekend down in his apartment on Main Street mm -hmm. uh, and uh, walk around the park. And and uh, he was accessible. Mm -hmm. uh, so I found him okay. and I introduced myself. And I told him that I uh, heard he was going to uh, build Tom Sawyer's Island and that I looked just like Tom Sawyer and he should hire me. Uh, but he didn't uh, <laughs> at that moment. He, uh, but, but what he did is, is he didn't say no. Okay. He left the door open and he said, I'll think about it. 
So every chance I had after that to find Walt, I would ask him if he was still thinking about hiring me to be Tom Sawyer. And uh, that went on for almost a year. Oh. <laughs> uh, and, yeah. And uh, I was in the Penny Arcade uh, spending my hard-earned paper money playing the ba- Oh, I love the baseball machine. Playing the baseball machine. <laughs> And a, a, a gentleman by the name of Dick Nunes, I don't know if that means anything to you or not, yeah. but Dick came and uh, tapped me on the shoulder, and he said, Tom, come with me. And if you know Dick, when Dick says, come with me, you don't argue with Dick, you go with Dick. Okay. And so uh, we walked over to Frontierland and uh, went down to the, the landing for the uh, Tom Sawyer Island rafts, mm-hmm. and uh, Walt and, and Bill Evans, Morgan Evans, the landscape architect for actually Walt's house, uh, Disneyland, and later on uh, for Walt Disney World were coming off the island. Mm. And uh, Walt said, you know, do you still want to be Tom Sawyer? And I told him, oh, absolutely, Mr. Disney. And uh, he told me, he says, you need to get a work permit and a Social Security card. And as soon as you do that, I'll put you to work as Tom Sawyer. Oh, uh, so my. So that's how I got hired by Walt. Oh, my gosh. You must have been walking on cloud nine. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but, you know, you understand, I'm I'm, I'm uh, just turned 13. Right. Okay? Uh, and uh, Walt was 55 mm-hmm. uh, at that time frame. And, and so, uh, but, but he was easy to talk to. All right. Uh, but but part of that is is he had all the the child uh, actors and and the the mouseketeers and mm-hmm. and uh, two teenage daughters so so uh, he was very very easy to talk to mm. uh, and he he gave you the opportunity to state your case <laughs> and then at the end of it then he'd uh, make his response to oh. it uh, but he never never. Uh, uh, poo-fooed you or talked down to you. Uh, he just basically answered your questions and then told you what he was thinking. Oh, my goodness. Well, that's lovely to hear. I've not actually, you know, it makes sense with his with his own children, and he had a lot of children around, so he would be a good communicator, you would, you would assume, but that's nice to hear it from you. Now, as Tom Sawyer, what, what did that entail? Well... Uh, it, 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 it entailed, first of all, it was a face character. Uh, okay. okay. Uh, so I didn't have a costume. Uh, you know, I didn't have a mask or that type of thing. So mm-hmm. I was a, a face character. And uh, part of that was to uh, uh, pose for pictures. And I would either respond to Tom Sawyer or Huckleberry Finn, mm-hmm. uh, whichever the guest would want. Oh, okay. Uh, I wouldn't respond as Becky Thatcher. Yeah. <laughs> Joe, that was, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and and we had stocked the uh, rivers of America with bluegill mm. and catfish and and uh, a sun perch and had fenced off an area and uh, what we call the fishing docks, which was just opposite the Mark Twain landing. Mm-hmm. Uh, had twenty five fishing poles on each of the fishing docks, and so I maintained the poles, mm-hmm. uh, put out the bait. And the bait were worms mm. uh, in in coffee cans with with potting soil in it. Mm-hmm. And if the guests wanted me to bake their hooks, 
I would do that. Uh, so I would pose for pictures. I would uh, take care of the fishing poles and uh, untangle and repair uh, and uh, uh, bait, bait the hooks. When we originally opened, mm -hmm. uh, it was I had a, a it was a catch and clean program. Oh, and I okay. had an area where I could clean the fish. Oh wow! Uh, I didn't scale them, but but I cleaned them and uh, put them in a plastic bag. Oh. Uh, but that only lasted a couple months. Oh. And the reason being is old dead fish started showing up uh, in, you know, <laughs> basically July uh. in Anaheim uh, at, at Disneyland and in, you know, 90-degree yeah, weather. Uh. Uh, so, the, so the decision was to debarb the hooks and we went into a catch and release program. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, that's so, the deal. So, so I didn't have to clean a lot of fish anymore. So you could actually go to visit Disneyland for the day as a guest and go home with your dinner that night in the form of a fresh fish. Uh, I don't think a whole lot of people did by the time oh. they got home. I don't <laughs> I don't think it was a. I don't think it was a fresh. Fish. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. But, but when they left the island, they did leave with a clean, a cleaned <laughs> fish in a plastic bag. <laughs> oh my gosh. That I can't imagine them doing anything like that today. Oh my. Well. I don't know, maybe they pack it in dry ice for you, but still, I mean, it's not like it's that deep in there, right? I mean. I've seen it drain. Oh no! It, yeah, yeah, it, it fairly shallow, right, uh, right there. Uh, uh, probably out where the uh, the uh, pylons were, where the netting was, it may have been all of four feet deep. Yeah, uh, around the docks, it was you know two to three feet. Yeah, wow. So, and now you have had uh, some photos taken with some. Fairly famous folks. Can you share a few uh, that we may know? <laughs> oh well, uh, we we have to back up a little bit uh, to when I was selling newspapers. Oh, okay. Uh, one of the one of the jobs that I had uh, uh, was to sort yeah, out the papers and deliver a copy of each of the papers to the manager of publicity, Eddie Mech. Mm. Uh, and uh, and Eddie, uh, basically, uh, anytime they had a publicity shot or something go on, he'd say, hey, you know, go get that redheaded kid, that, that Tom kid, we'll, that all-American boy, we'll use him in this shot. Uh -huh. So I was in a lot of publicity shots in, in 1955, okay. and, and one of those uh, was with uh, Milton Berle oh, okay. and Jerry Lewis. Oh, wow. Uh, which was... Which was sort of, and, and uh, your audience has to be uh, my age or older to remember who Uncle Melty was. Oh. And, uh, you know, Jerry. You know, Jerry passed away here just a, a few years yeah. ago at yeah. ninety-one. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and then you know, I had uh, I was in in some of the 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 uh, Mickey Mouse newsreels, uh, and I worked at the the circus. Uh, uh, before I became Tom Sawyer, the 
the Disneyland Mickey Mickey Mouse Club Circus uh, uh, that was in the winter of 1955 okay. in the area where they pretty much built uh, uh, the Matterhorn and uh, Small World mm. later on. But right in that area, there was a circus. Oh, for goodness sakes. And I worked, and I worked in the wardrobe, uh, and I would help the Mouseketeers' mothers get dressed in their costumes because they were in the finale uh, for both the daytime and evening performances. Ah. And uh, I remember uh, 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 Bobby Burgess's uh, uh, mother was, was either Chip or Dale, uh, and Annette Funicello's mother was Flower, uh, the, the uh, skunk out of Bambi. Oh, for goodness sakes. Is it, that's kind of neat to have had the parents involved. I mean, it, it, that's, that's the first time I've heard that they were that the Musketeers' parents were involved in in. Oh yeah, well they they had a a trailer back there, and they actually went to school every day in the in the trailer, okay. and they had a uh, uh, an afternoon performance, and they had an evening performance uh, that they did for the circus. Oh, isn't that lovely? My goodness! Now, I mean, Tom Sawyer, you were in that role for. About what four or five years? How how long were you in that role? Yeah, for? a lifetime. A lifetime. Oh, oh, I mean, <laughs> okay, but uh, yeah, absolutely for the life for your whole life. But I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, all through my my uh, uh, junior and high school uh, uh, years. Okay. Uh, so basically, from the time I I turned thirteen to the time. I turned 18, so five years. Okay, okay. Now, you did other things for the company besides that. I mean, that you were just getting started. What Can you tell the audience, yes. yeah, a little bit, briefly about what you, what other roles did you have with the company? Well, uh, after, after I was replaced as Tom Sawyer, because I sort of outgrew the role. Right. I became uh, what they call a ride operator, okay. and uh, because I knew I, I knew the island rafts, the guys that trained me on how to drive a raft before I became eighteen, I'd come in early in the morning, and uh, uh, so the day I turned eighteen, I was actually a, a four day a week relief foreman, okay. uh, one day uh, as an operator. Wow. Uh, on the Tom Sawyer Island and Rafts that, that first year in, in 1961. Okay. Uh, and then in the, in the fall, the, the island was only open on, on weekends and holidays and summer. Oh. Okay. And so uh, it was getting ready to get into the winter hours, and it was in September. And, and uh, my supervisor at that time frame handed me a spiel uh, for the Jungle Cruise. And this was on a on a, a Sunday evening, and says Tom, uh, you know, memorize this Wednesday morning report to the jungle. So you were a skipper. So, you were a skipper on the Jungle Cruise. Oh yeah, the, oh. the Jungle Bunny. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. I love it. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So yeah, so I ended up uh, memorizing it and uh, showed up in uh, Earl. Archer was my trainer, okay. and I made about four or five trips with Earl, and he says, you know, uh, bless you, son, go forward, oh. and now a, a jungle skipper, 
and uh, that was the extent of my OJT training on oh. on the on the, uh, on, the, on the Jungle Cruise. Wow. Uh, in in turn in in entry level into uh, uh, ride operations back at that time frame is is uh, you you worked an eight hour shift on on Wednesdays. Okay. And you worked an eight-hour shift on Saturday and Sundays, and you weren't scheduled. Actually, it was a four-hour shift on Wednesday and and uh, eight hours on the weekend, which gave you a total of twenty hours, which made you qualified as a as a permanent employee. Oh, okay. Um, and so what I would do is on on Thursdays, I would come in early in the morning. And wait for people to call in sick. Oh. And in turn, I ended up picking up a lot of shifts that way, or they in turn uh, would train me mm-hmm. uh, on an attraction. So yeah, the next time that they had a call in, I was uh, uh, eligible to uh, to work that attraction. Ah. So I learned a whole lot of attractions that way. Wow. So I got come in on Thursdays and on Fridays. And sit until about ten o'clock, uh, and if I didn't get called, then I'd uh, go jump in my uh, my woody and and uh, uh, go to go to the beach and surf. Oh, for kissing, boy! You were such a California boy, weren't you? <laughs> true and true. Hell yeah! <laughs> yeah, such a deal. Oh my goodness! Now, I mean, you retired from the company. I I don't remember the exact year. It wasn't. I mean, it was. When was it? Two two thousand and something? Was that when you retired from the company? Yeah, I'm. I'm I remember it vividly. <laughs> okay. It was, it was June of two thousand and three. Okay. June is a very interesting, interesting month for me. I was. I was hired. I was born in June. Okay. I was hired in June. Okay. Okay. I retired in June. Okay. I got married in June. Oh my! Father's Day's in June. Yeah. So yeah. So so June is a very active month for me, date wise. Yeah, that's for sure. Now, what was the position? What was your last position, Tom, that you held uh, with the company? Uh, I was the uh, manager of distribution services for Walt Disney World, and what what, what did that entail? Uh, I operated all the all the warehouses for merchandise, food, uh, general supplies, projects, and long term storage. Holy cow! Boy, boy, boy! That's a that's quite a leap from newspaper days. That's amazing. That's a life. That's that's multiple lifetimes really involved in that. I think. Oh yeah, it was a it, it, that was an interesting uh, uh, time, and um, yeah. I sort of learned a lot about inventories and and uh, inventory systems. Yeah, well, you I know I didn't even know about this until I had read your book that we'll talk about a wee bit in a moment. But you there was actually a Mickey Mouse. One, an airplane called Mickey Mouse One. I don't, I know what Air Force One is, but what in the world was Mickey Mouse One like inside for an airplane? No, well, it was it was a pretty small aircraft. It was okay. it was a uh, um, oh, I'm trying to remember the the it was a turboprop 
Gulfstream. That's what it was, a Gulfstream turbo prop. And uh, had a crew of three, uh, a, a pilot, co-pilot, and a, and a hostess. Uh, and I think it sat 15 people total. So Mickey was not the uh, pilot. <laughs> no, Mickey wasn't the pilot, but that was their, that was the call sign. It was Mickey Mouse One. Okay. Uh, and uh, uh, you couldn't fly from from L uh, from L A to Orlando without stopping someplace and refueling. Oh. And okay. they usually stopped in in uh, Lubbock, Texas. Yeah. Mm refilled in that area okay so basically inside it was i guess maybe i shouldn't say it but a typical plane or did they have colors like if if we were to walk in it today would we know that that was some, that that was a disney themed plane oh god i can't remember no. <laughs> if there was any memorabilia on it yeah. i do I, I do remember inside the plane it was yeah, outside it was it was uh, white with a with an orange stripe uh, down the, the the middle of the plane, and oh. and most of the interior was a beige leather. Oh, okay. Uh, and there was there was a, a a row of single seats on one side, and and the, uh, there were seats uh, with a little table in between them, and they were facing each other. So oh, one, okay. two, three, four people there. Then there was a couch. Oh. And then there was a area area in the back of the plane that was Walt's compartment. Mm. Uh, and then on the other side of the plane, it was uh, uh, seats facing forward and back with a table in the middle, two sets mm. uh, uh, along that wall. Nice. So... Let's see. It was the what, uh, four, uh, three on the couch, seven, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, fifteen people. Nice. Gosh, uh, I don't know, but flying uh, in a plane with a couch sounds much more comfortable than a seat <laughs> that we have today. <laughs> yeah. Well. <laughs> yes. And it was a, uh, it was a little bumpy ride. Oh, okay. So Depending upon the time of year, right? Time of year that you flew. Nice though, and that's kind of neat. Mickey Mouse one. I never. That's so funny. I never even knew that. Now you had been kind of given an interesting name, or should I say, you created, you invented something that uh, most people would not know about at your time at Disneyland. You were kind of known as. The uh, what patron saint of lost items at St. Anthony's of Disneyland? Can you tell us a little bit about that? I have no idea where that came from. Oh, I've never heard that. Oh, really? Okay, but you were very concerned and noticed about a lot of folks that uh, were losing things on different rides and 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 uh, I. I uh, I think you solved the issue with uh, a special pincer item. Did you not? They called it a, a I think they called yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, uh, and that happened at Walt Disney World. Oh, it Walt Disney World. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And, and when we opened the monorail system, uh, 
there was a there was a gap between the train and the station platform. Okay. Not, not a real wide gap. You know, you you couldn't drop a child in there, but okay. people would drop <laughs> drop their ticket books. They drop their wallets. Uh, you know, all sorts of stuff would drop in there. And what we would have to do is is move the the monorail out of the station. Mm -hmm. Okay. Then turn the power off because that's, that's 600 volts DC wow. on the on the on the uh, bus bars. Mm -hmm. uh, jump down in the trough, uh, retrieve whatever the guests dropped in there, climb back out of the trough, uh, and then uh, uh, the the monorail shop had to dispatch somebody out to whichever rectifier we had to shut down mm. and restart it at that point. They couldn't do it uh, from the from the monorail shop. Right. So that would take sometimes uh, in the in the neighborhood of about forty five minutes for that cycle. Oh wow. Uh, so so no trains were running oh. uh, uh, during that time frame. So uh, if if you've seen the the people in the park walking around with the little pinchers mm -hmm. that pick up trash. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I. I, I went to the manager, manager custodian, well, at that time, who was Roy Young, mm -hmm. and I asked Roy if I could get have 12 of those, and so he gave me a dozen, and I took them back to the monorail shop, and I and and uh, they're only about maybe maybe four feet long if they're that long, and I went back to the monorail shop and I asked the guys to to extend them to eight feet okay. in length mm -hmm. and to insulate them uh, so we wouldn't cook anybody. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and in turn, the, the, the stations that had troughs were the Magic Kingdom Station, the Contemporary Hotel, and the uh, uh, Ticket and Transportation Center. Uh, the Polynesian was open to the ground, so if you dropped oh. anything there, it just dropped all the way down to the ground, oh. and you just go down and pick it up. Okay. 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 So I put uh, uh, two of those in each of the stations, yeah. and I had uh, uh, six backups on it, and yeah, they sort of got tagged as is they didn't know what to call it. So, so one of the guys is is is. Name was Randy Buzz. Said, "Go get a nabby grabber." Oh, <laughs> oh. So, so in turn, that's where it got named as a nabby grabber. Okay. And then, as people left the monorail and went out in the park, mm -hmm. uh, nobody really knew what those little picker uppers were called. <laughs> and so, they in turn, uh, those were called nabby grabbers. I love so it. That's where the nabby grabber came from. I love it. We actually have a few of those in our house, but I never really knew what they were called. Now I'm going to call it that. And I use that for things that fall, you know, beside the washing machine or behind the washing machine or dryer or something. And, or just anything really that isn't a spot that you normally couldn't reach. So I am going to now name ours the Nabby Grabber. So now everybody will know what those are. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I have a pair at home too. But when you get my age, you don't want to bend over and pick things up, oh, so you, you, yeah. you use a, use a navy grabber to pick it up. Oh, I love it, uh, Tom. I mean, you've had such a, a a very rewarding and amazing career with the company. What do you think 
would be the most rewarding in a in a career such as yours for you? Oh, well, <laughs> that's an easy answer. Okay, it was it was being being uh, nominated uh, and uh, inducted as a as a Disney legend. Oh, yay! Uh, <laughs> Uh, you know that's that's something that that uh, just there there's a few awards. It was a, a partners in excellence that that was awarded uh, uh, cast members by cast members. Okay. Uh, and and uh, uh, that was one of those things. And and being uh, nominated as a Disney legend was uh. was the, the 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 cream the cream. Oh my goodness! Uh, uh, you know, I, I had ended up with a window on Main Street when I retired, oh, uh, that's and uh, they dedicated that uh, about a month after I retired. I retired in June, and I think they they put the window up uh, in the middle of uh, July okay. at at Walt Disney World. Okay, I, where uh, that yeah. was? Where is that in Walt Disney yeah, World? That was yeah. really. Really, on, on the top of my list, my my uh, uh, <laughs> uh, director of that time frame, uh, Greg Groose, when I got ready to retire, he says, Tom, what would you really like to have as a retirement gift? Mm. Uh, and if I can make it happen, I'll do it. Mm -hmm. And I told him, well, I'd like to have a window on Main Street at Walt Disney World yeah. and a window on Main Street at Disneyland. Yeah, okay. Well... Unfortunately, we didn't make it at Disneyland, okay. but we did at Main Street nice. at Walt Disney World. Nice, and it's above the cinema okay. on the second story. Okay, and it's it it's called uh, uh, Sawyer Fence Painting. Uh, uh, proprietor Tom Ned. Oh, I love uh, it. Lake Buena Vista, <laughs> Lake Buena Vista, Florida. Anaheim, California. So I did get credit uh, for Anaheim. Oh, I, oh my gosh. Well, I'm going there in a couple of weeks. So I'm definitely going to be checking that out. And that's so funny. You know, it's sometimes, I mean, there's so many things to take in when you walk down Main Street, USA. And we just have to look a little bit higher up to those windows to really get the, the idea of you guys that, that have been very blessed to have a window. That's so fun. Oh my gosh. Tell, tell me about the day that you, um, you know, received your legend award. And, and so the legend award was different than the day that the, the window was unveiled, I think. Right. Yeah. Well, what the, the legend award came, uh, uh, three, uh, yeah, three years after I had retired. Oh, actually, okay. Three and a half years after I retired. Okay. Um, every every fifth anniversary, with the exception of this last one, because it was closed because of the pandemic. Right. Um, uh, we have gone to Disneyland and been on Main Street on July seventeenth. Uh... Okay. Uh, so when on Disneyland's fiftieth anniversary, we were we were out there. Mm -hmm. And the alumni club had had thrown a dinner dance, and I had bought tickets to go to that. Mm -hmm. And at the dance, uh, a gentleman by the name of Jim Cora, unfortunately Jim has just passed uh, away, but um, Jim Jim said, "Well, Tom, I'll see you in September." And I said, "No, uh, I won't. You may see me in five years from now, in July, mm -hmm. but I'm not going to be here." 
uh, you know, in September, mm-hmm. he says, oh, yes, mm-hmm. uh, you and and Sully and myself have been uh, uh, inducted as Disney legends, mm-hmm. and the ceremony is going to be in September of, of, uh, of 2005. That's how I heard about <laughs> it. Now, in third, my sister was house-sitting for me, uh-huh. and so when we got back to the hotel, I I called her and I said, hey, is there a letter there from the Walt Disney Studios? And she said, yeah. And I said, open it up. And sure enough, uh, in the letter, uh, it basically said that uh, I'd been inducted to be a, a Disney legend mm. and the ceremony was going to be in uh, September of, of uh, uh, 2005. Wow. Wow. that That is such an honor, isn't it? Truly. Wow. That is amazing. I, I, I love that. I love, I mean, you des, you deserve well, that a hundred percent. Yeah. Kim, the one nice thing about it being a living legend mm. has a lot of bending, you know, uh, a lot of them have passed on. Right. So it's, it's, yeah. It's nice to, uh, I'm also a, 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 a a member of the club 55 and I think there's only only five or six of us left uh, uh, in that club. Okay. So that was the opening, the opening crew for Disneyland. Oh, wow. Okay. I was starting to think club 55, what would that have been? Cause I know about club 33 and I'm thinking, okay, club 55, of course makes sense. The opening you guys that opened Disneyland. Wow. Uh, you know, you you have had so many experiences in your career, in life. Do you have any life experiences or life, ad- not experiences, but life advice that you could share with us? You know, because you, you have, you've done so much, you've seen a lot and what kind of advice, life advice or pearls would you be able to share with us? Well, I, I, I think one of those, and I think it's a wall quote. And and it says that, you know you if you can dream it uh, you can do it uh, in turn I think uh, uh, that's a lot of people need to to focus on that and and to in turn uh, uh, try I was very uh, volatile in my in my in my career so I was I, I was willing to do and try different things, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I, I think that's why I lasted 47 years. Okay. Uh, uh, in turn, you know, uh, the golden rule applies. You know, you need to you need to treat people uh, uh, like you'd like to be treated. Mm. Uh, you know, it's, and and if 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 you as an employer. Mm-hmm. If you take care of your employees, mm-hmm. your employees will take care of your clients mm-hmm. or your guests. Mm-hmm. Oh, that is really lovely. And, you know, you took the opportunity. I mean, you were a California boy that decided that that you would give Walt Disney World, give Florida a whirl. Um, had never been what, what, uh, east of... Arizona, I think you said you hadn't been east of Arizona before. East of Phoenix. Phoenix, yes. yeah. And and to 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 do that, I think you know, saying yes to the opportunities and and look at what happened. It it became such a wonderful 
uh, place for you to to be and and to raise a family. And now I want to share with people that you have a book out. It is a really fun read. And can you tell us the name of the book and where people can buy it? Okay, the uh, the author is <laughs> Abby. Yeah, <laughs> the book the, the book is from Disneyland's Tom Sawyer to Disney Legend. Okay, uh, and uh, if, if if you're looking to have a a autographed copy, then go to my website, which is tomnabby.com. Okay. Okay, and you can order it there. Okay. Uh, if 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 you just want the book, or if you want it in Kindle, uh, then go to Amazon.com and and just plug my name into the search column, uh, and it'll bring up uh, the book. And I think the book is oh, uh, right around eighteen dollars, and I think Kindle's right around eight bucks. Okay. Well. You know, Tom, it has been absolutely lovely having you on the show this evening. And I know that it's always later for you guys out east. And I feel so bad sometimes because I'm thinking, I don't know, Friday evening after nine o'clock, I'm pretty, pretty zonked. But I sure appreciate you coming on the show tonight and sharing a little bit about your life. It, you're, you're absolutely I think you're just absolutely amazing. And uh, I just want to thank you so much again. Well, I tell you very truthfully, uh, you know, if it wasn't for the support of my family, it would have been very hard to do a lot of the things that I was able to do it. My wife, my wife uh, supported us. Uh, and and uh, I know my son uh, missed out on a few things because I was working very long shifts. Mm -hmm. And you had mentioned the time difference is, is uh, when I built an Epcot, mm -hmm. uh, you know, my day would start early six, seven o'clock in the morning. Mm. But in turn, I wouldn't wrap up until nine, 10 o'clock at night oh. because all the people I was dealing with was on the West Coast. Oh. So, uh, you know, I'd I'd end up be getting telephone calls at you know at eight eight in the evening, you right? Know, uh, uh, constantly oh. along that line. Oh. I, you know, I, I you know, I I know you're in Seattle. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and and uh, I have uh, family up in that area. Uh, my mother, I think I mentioned to you, is interned in in uh, uh, Job, Yes. Uh, that's yeah, true. and I have I have some cousins up in that area. Last names are Dickinson and and uh, Jensen. Gosh. Uh, but uh, uh, and I lived a little bit of my life uh, uh, around the you know the the five six year old uh, range uh, in in uh, uh, Piala. Oh, for goodness' uh, sake! Well, you know yeah. when you share when you share that with me. It just makes me think of it's a small world, isn't it? It really is. It's a small world. And um, I'll go to say it's a small world after all, since we're we're two Disney fans here. <laughs> 
Oh, gosh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, Tom, I look forward to chatting with you again, for sure. I mean, we 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 can go on forever. I mean, there's a lot of things that I never, um, you know, but for, for wrapping, uh, we have to wrap the show. But I, I definitely would love to have you back on the show uh, to continue our, our conversation. <laughs> Okay, well, well, we'll just call this part one, okay. uh, and we don't know of what. Okay, okay, <laughs> that sounds great. All right, well, listen, you take care and have a really wonderful weekend. And again, thanks again for, for coming on the show. So, so for, you have a nice day. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Yeah. Bye. So uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Uh, gosh, he has got so many uh, experiences from all sorts of areas in the Disney company. And I'll tell you, any of you guys out uh, east or heading out to Walt Disney World, you've got to take a look above the cinema there for his window. And next time I'm out, which will be in a couple of weeks, I'll have to uh, snap a photo uh, for that because I, I just, I always look at the windows actually, because I do know a few people on the windows and I think, isn't that the coolest thing? Like, wouldn't that be neat to have a contest of some sort to have a just maybe I'd be happy with just like a little tiny section of a window or something. I don't need a whole window, just a, a little piece of something on there. Wouldn't that be fun? Anyways, guys, thanks again for dropping by. And I hope you guys have a really wonderful weekend and a great week ahead. Until we meet again, be safe, take care and God bless. Bye for now. Bye.